Hi, this is Brian and Jeremy from Framing Skeletons, and you're listening to The Broadcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the broadcast. This is episode 116, and calling from the United States, from Texas, are the two main guys and founding members of Framing Skeletons, Jeremy and Brian. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good, man. How's it going? Quite good. Quite good. Um, you guys just released your third album luminescence on february 26th so that was last week and yeah it was the biggest release date of the year so far in terms of blog (laughs) (laughs) didn't even know that yeah you guys were up for some good competition there and and that also brings me like to to my to my first um little apology because uh as you have noticed, we weren't able to include you in the Friday Top 5 because there were so many other good things and we were like, well, we, we were already, um, we, we just mentioned Framing Skeletons not so long ago with their previous album, so we're going to give the other bands uh, a shot there as well. Uh, so... And yeah, uh, I was I was so upset. <laughs> <laughs> he cried. But as soon as soon as we had made that decision, like a couple of days before that Friday, uh, Randy and I, um, then I properly sat down and listened to the to the promo that I got, and I was like, "Wow, man, shit, maybe it was the wrong decision after all." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it he, was. No. Here we are. It was the wrong choice. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are talking about Luminescence. And as I said, it's the third uh, Framing Skeletons album. Before there was the first album, The Blueprint Exchange, in 2019. And then, as I just said, not so long ago, um, I think it was in November, end of November 2020, Mm -hmm. the second album, Osmium, and kind of the counterpart to luminescence it was october 30th yeah october 30th end of october right um now before we dive into osmium and luminescence in particular why don't you guys tell us a little bit about your band about the project how you guys got together to make music how did it all start for framing skeletons I mean, do you want me to take it away, Jeremy? Go for it. Uh, I was out of a band for a while. My buddy Rob in To Whom It May, a band called To Whom It May. Me and him were in a band for like 10 years, I want to say. Well, more like seven, something like that. But uh, it was called Good Job Underground. And uh, once he kind of did his own thing in To Whom It May, I had been searching for a band, but I always knew of Jeremy and I knew he was really good. And surprisingly enough, he reached out to me first uh, via Facebook Messenger. And as soon as he reached out to me, I was like, oh, hell yeah, this is the guy, of course. And uh, 
quickly found out after he sent me some stuff and I sent him stuff that it was definitely like meant to be. And funny enough, both our band name and the first album kind of mean the same thing where we frame each other skeletons of songs or like framing skeletons. And then the blueprint exchanges us exchanging our ideas. And so it was just like a, like what everybody says when they find their musical soulmate, it was like fate almost, but yeah, it clicked. Kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So listening back to the blueprint exchange and also to, to Osmium to some extent compared to what you guys have in store for us on luminescence, you guys started up pretty heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we uh that was i mean i'll let jeremy talk about this but uh that was kind of my main influence was like gent music it was like after the burial and stuff like that <laughs> so. yeah i mean like i've always played metal too like we're i mean we're definitely gonna get back into that realm i think in the future too um because yeah. i mean we just we love metal but uh I definitely brought a lot of the the prog elements to the table. I mean, he listened to a lot of Dream Theater and stuff like that, you know. So he he had it there. Uh, I just I don't know if he'd ever been around anybody that allowed him to to tap into those things. Um, yeah, definitely never been with a guitarist as talented to be able to follow kind of the song structures and timey ideas that I have. And he was the first and. Uh, or the first that did it really well so <laughs> yeah we just we write everything over the wire he sends me like midi stuff and i just transpose it <laughs> and, yeah. and uh take his drums and and throw them through slate and then i kind of just do my thing with with the guitar and some things are pretty verbatim that he sends me and then other things i just kind of like ah oh, no i i'm feeling you know something else over this and then change it up and then he's like oh hell yeah that's that's way cooler <laughs> yeah yeah well, well, mentioning Dream Theater um, there, and also Gent, uh, uh, seeing your like the artists, uh, the similar artists on 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 Spotify. There's uh, like something like uneven structure, the Dolly thundering concept, and also um, yeah, th th that's like some super genty uh stuff that i would yeah. would have never yeah. associated with you guys especially the production was uh especially for the blueprint exchange was uh, i i got a like like more of a thrash metal uh old school feeling and also more mm -hmm. of a um old school dream theater vibe uh from it than than something you know as polished as gent and with yeah. that with that it had it had had quite its own unique charm also with that with that specifically uh tuned snare sound and all whatnot you know <laughs> right yeah i i think uh what you're talking about is exactly kind of the sound where we were looking for at some point because i loved the gent side and i liked the really polished production of gent but jeremy really liked the progressive like albums like uh uh why can't i think train of thought by yeah. dream theater yeah where everything's very kind of raw um so he liked that aspect so we kind of tried to mix the two so it was 
a conscious decision to be honest yeah i just i enjoy that raw like uh, i don't i don't know what else to, how else to describe it just super raw <laughs> like, yeah we're like I, I call it i call it a progressive grunge yeah it's, it's not super polished everything's not perfect you know but it's it's yeah. definitely like undeniably us you know yeah. and, and i you know when i listen to those bands i'm like yeah they didn't you know they they're not going in there and punching in or, or doing stuff like that like they're going in there and they're they're playing it they they enjoy what they're doing you know um to, yeah we like the human element too yeah yeah to to artists that are also um in that uh, similar artist's Uh, little window in Spotify is uh, our um, Gargoyle and Vulcan, and and those two definitely have also this uh, this raw quality in their sound. Yeah, I haven't heard of Gargoyle. I have to check them out. I've, I jam Vulcan. They're yeah, cool. yeah, definitely check out Gargoyle. It's uh, it's actually uh, it was the debut album, self-titled debut album last year, and the guitarist in there uh, you might have heard of him. His name is Dave Davidson, and usually he plays for Revocation. Yeah. So he's yeah, okay. pretty well-known wow. shredder, and they yeah that 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 album just rips, but it still still got this very very earthy and 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 raw feeling. Um, progressing with Osmium um, to a little bit more polished sound, but still very very heavy. Now, of course, the new album, Luminescence, is um, quite the different beast, and especially <laughs> with the quite idiomatic uh, first song, Change, Change the Channel, where's, uh, where there's a lot of synth going on and, and a lot of atmosphere and melody. And um, <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's not until uh, halfway through the second song or something that, that like the heaviness really kicks in again or some parts of the heaviness come back mm -hmm. um did, did uh, seeing osmium and luminescence as a as a um like as as twin albums so to speak also with the, with the artwork and one heavier one lighter side uh, one darker and one lighter side um did you compose both albums at the same time and and record them or um was it like separate um writing and recording times we we recorded them separately writing um i think we had a lot of the demos for lumi done by the time we were recording the final versions of osmium i don't i don't think we had all of them done um but we we definitely had some some uh skeletons there <laughs> yeah, yeah there you go uh no so at the i mean he's right but the uh the writing process was um super different for both those albums yeah yeah cause because osmium's I, more brian yeah so i wrote uh all of osmium other than i think beggar yeah the beggar, yeah, beggar was me and then and i then, still pulled from a lot of your <laughs> songs yeah 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 that, and then uh, that was the hit single course, so to speak of course i say i wrote it all he he definitely does his own thing with what i write i, I write very like plain you know He sends me a bunch of zeros and ones, and I, I spice it up. So, yeah. <laughs> so he's literally framing the skeletons of my songs. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but he wrote most of the lyrics for Osmium, and then we actually switched that up on Luminescence. On Luminescence, 
he wrote all of the music other than change the channel and i wrote all the lyrics for that whole album so we actually switched lyric and writing duties that's very that's a very interesting approach and how, how did you yeah how, how did it come to that <laughs> uh, and again conscious decision um, yeah because of the balance idea we were like let's literally make it a balanced thing and also i listened to uh there's an album by periphery where they all write a different song and i wanted to do that to another level i think it's called clear or something yeah it's like the that. clear ep yeah so i was like i want to do that but have us do literal separate albums yeah and uh just like switch responsibilities basically which yeah. is the balance of our band at the time because it was just us two and we were kind of like trying to showcase our ability to write and also our ability to write lyrics and uh and write in different genres which again conscious decision to make every album be different even mm -hmm. the next is going to be different again <laughs> i just uh, wanted to say i mean pink floyd did it all the way back all the way back when with with amagama with like an album with with very different tracks yeah uh, composed by the different band members um, right, right. Now, now that you said uh, it was just the two of you, um, according to your bio, there's now you got a bass player, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> Ethan Barry is he? Was he involved in the in the recording process of either of those albums, or did no? You, he just no. He's uh, he he's being saved for this next one. Yeah, <laughs> ah, right. he's brand. He'll get a lot of writing responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's the baby right now. So he he just kind of fell into place too. So he <laughs> there were a bunch of videos of him jamming our songs online, and uh, he was killing it. And so we just we kind of kind of pursued that, and it again just fell into place. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, After all the kid's 20 years old. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, sounds like yeah i'm now that i've listened to especially luminescence quite a lot last one and a half weeks um i i, I really can't wait to to see what you guys come up next especially knowing that that you love to spice it up and do something different um but staying with luminescence of course because it is the current record that uh you're promoting of course and that just came out Brian, you mentioned that for this one you did less of the music writing but more of the um, lyrics writing and so and, and that's a very interesting thing going on there as you can see yeah. from the track list there's a four-part series. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you want to tell us what this is about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I sent it to Jeremy and um i think i sent it to bob who did a review on prog space um it's called i well i i guess i fakely called it the atheist chronicles but uh it's based on my going from being a catholic until i was like 20 i want to say 21 but i had always had like a thought in my mind that there was no god and but i was afraid to really pursue that idea and, and become you know this heathen within my family where everybody's like oh we uh all about god catholicism right so um 
that's actually a a four-part series of starting with becoming the pariah which is part one where i literally am becoming an outsider basically inside of my family because i'm I'm the one person, well, I say I'm the one person, both of my brothers were already atheists before I became atheist. And that's kind of what got me thinking of it. But uh, yeah, so that's basically me being an outsider and I'm trying to kill off my former self. It's like an assassination attempt on my former self. I don't know. But uh, uh, the progression is going through life feeling you're just floating along while everybody's so scared of everything. And I'm just enjoying everything. I've really become myself at that point um the passing is going into the future it's me on my deathbed uh hoping there is a god because i'm afraid to be gone forever and really not have anything so it's like if you really do exist can you show me a sign which he never does because again i do believe an atheist (laughs) so um then we get to rising dragon which I was wrong all along. There actually was a God and he sent me to eternal damnation in hell. So Yay. happy ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the ending where Jeremy's screaming into the distance, uh, in agony and despair. That's, uh, that's where he feel he realizes he is, uh, living in eternal damnation in hell. So good times. And it also <laughs> proves that God is cruel and unjust, which he is. So, <laughs> awesome i have to admit i did read that email that you sent to bob uh yeah so i uh, so i knew what was coming um but uh yeah i wanted to give you the chance to to say it with your own words uh because i think it's right. a v- v- very uh, it, it's very brave to 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 write about uh journey that personal and and yeah. uh yeah it's um so um the fictional parts right <laughs> i sprinkle in some fiction at the end it's okay so how does how does the other tracks uh fit in there um is um, there any connection you mean musically or just uh lyric wise thematically hmm. um so change the channel is basically like what he said in that uh that's a song i wrote back in 2016 i think and i sent it over to jeremy and he really liked it and we just wanted to use it and considering this was like the softer album i kind of see change the channel um flight in the failing knot and pariah or not pariah uh your vessel as kind of like their standalone songs yeah but it still has that softer feel um change the channel is actually uh it could be based on uh, kind of changing our style, changing, just moving from the norm, I guess. But um, I actually wrote it for uh, the LGBTQ community back in the day because I, I felt for them and I had a, a really close like relationship with the with people that were gay or and um, I wrote it about coming out and the hardships they deal with. Wow. <clears throat> So that was another personal song for me. I'm not gay, but uh, I super feel for people that are. So it's based on that. Um, and I just kind of wrote like what they could be going through. I wish it was more on a personal level, but I, I just don't have it personally. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, and even like that kind of still fits 
almost the theme of the album as far as like trials and tribulations of certain choices and right. you know, feelings that you have towards, you know, whatever in life and how people might view you for it. That's, yeah. That's, that's, well, yeah. I, I, I will, uh, I will go back to the album and, and listen to it also from like, not, not like dissecting it word for word, but like just, uh uh yeah absorbing the atmosphere and with that knowledge again so <laughs> yeah yeah the funny thing is the first line of the uh song is about is it says be straight when you're in the moment because he's trying to hide it's like the character that i'm writing about is trying to hide the fact that uh he doesn't want to come out to people so he's being straight when he's in the moment and um people would read that as like it's some sort of metaphor for something but it's literally be straight <laughs> very interesting uh, thoughts there and um topics that you write about uh going back to the music um you you, you already mentioned the gent and the and the and dream theater especially the heavy phase with with um uh train of thought and stuff so for your for this softer side what were you what what would be your main inspirations musically uh a lot of opeth <laughs> there, uh, there's i, th I think specifically for this one uh damnation was a, a giant inspiration for me for a lot of a lot of clean stuff that i write but this <laughs> album very specifically i think obviously <laughs> uh, truth yeah. be told there's there's a lot of stuff or or there's there's quite some bits in there that's yeah. a lot heavier than damnation so you yeah. you didn't restrict yourself to the that almost ambient or acoustic feel yeah. um but there's i think there's one certified opeth moment in pariah or was it in progression with the Ebo stuff that's like very oh yeah, in progression <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah no I think uh, I'm trying to think what else um, me and my wife listened to a lot of Leprous and uh, Caligula's Horse that was a that was probably a lot of it um, I listened to a lot of Haken uh, but I mean older bands like Pink Floyd Led Zeppelin I mean those have had a huge influence on me too um wish you were here and, and houses of the holy like those are two of my mm -hmm. all-time favorite albums so um, so do do you um you you guys are credited for guitars and vocals and drums and backing vocals but when it, when it comes to to luminescence there's obviously a lot of keyboard work on there or mm -hmm. like uh keyboard embellishments or change a channel <laughs> change a channel is almost only keyboards and and vocals Uh, yeah. So, so that's also from all everything from you, Jeremy. Um, so, so uh, what, I I wrote it, but he played it. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I'm not a good piano player. <laughs> I, I started on piano. I've been playing since I was a kid. So. I see. <laughs> And uh, yeah. Vocal vocal wise, where where would you see your your biggest influences, Jeremy? Because I, I think that your your vocals are quite quite standing out in a big way, and also the way you you um, incorporate the the harmony vocals and stuff. So um, yeah, 
Um, Allison Chains, always a big one. Um, Tesseract, uh, the uh, what well, the original guy who was the Ash, right? And and now the Daniel Tompkins, both of them are actually insane. actually Daniel Tompkins was in Tesseract before, and then there was Elliot Coleman, and then there was Ash O'Hara, and then it was Daniel Tompkins again. Oh wow, I had no <laughs> idea they had gone through that many. <laughs> and actually, before Daniel Tompkins was first in the band, before they released one, there was. Another oh, guy wow. called Abby in the band uh, back in the MySpace days when I discovered them. <laughs> so okay, so there's there's uh, there might be still some some cool stuff for you to discover in the Tesseract backing back discography. Yeah, backing how do you say back discography back? Yeah, the so, yeah they're um back back catalog. Yes, backlog. There you go. <laughs> I think uh, pretty pretty recently too. Uh, I got into uh, maybe just a year or two ago. No, it's probably when we were writing Blueprint actually. But um, Jeff Buckley. Uh, oh yeah. That whole album Grace is is awesome, and that really resonated with me. He did a lot of cool stuff with his voice that I'd never like tapped into, I guess. And I wanted to venture into that, so I think. Uh, I think maybe I don't know. I, I know I play with my voice a lot more in luminescence. I was trying to kind of feel out different territories that I wasn't necessarily accustomed to. So, yeah, w would you see yourself um, for, uh, as a guitarist, pianist, or keyboarder, or vocalist first and foremost, or uh, as a I'm composer? I'm just a musician. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that's a good answer, actually. <laughs> That's just, the best answer I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I just play music. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent drummer first, and then I'll do backing vocals. Yeah, all all the harmonies and all the albums are, are him. Wow. Yeah, I do it. Awesome. I do every harmony. If there's yeah. ever two voices, it's always me. That that's that's cool. Um, so so you guys now that you got a bass player, you uh, you you you. you practically could play live and only have the the the, the synths and and keyboards yeah. coming from from the backing track right yep. yeah <laughs> that awesome. is the oh, plane yeah. yes awesome Whenever, yeah, uh, our one show we had we had the uh the bass backing tracks yeah <laughs> so whenever this uh covid vaccine kicks in over here <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it it it's it's not enough that it's it it kicks in for you. Um, it's, it's oh, I know. Too, I too, too, for for shows to start <laughs> <Like> again. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, you guys. Uh. I think based on what you've been presenting with your first three albums, you definitely you um made quite the impression, and um. I could see a bright future for for a very very interesting and unique band like Framing Skeletons. I, uh, I, I as I said, I listened to Luminescence quite a lot last uh, week, and there's so much going on, and I'm like, okay, I, I have heard this before or something like this. Where apart from from that Opeth reference, like I I can't quite pinpoint it, and that's the cool thing because. It will in in this particular um, 
setup or how you how you put it together it's uh framing skeletons in the end um yeah and I think that's the beauty of it and that's why we i i i mean that sounds like i sound biased but <laughs> i don't think we sound like really anybody because we always were like ever-changing in a way Yeah, and so as I said, I'm very, very looking forward uh, to what you guys will be coming up next with. Um, but for now, there's these three albums to enjoy and to discover for you guys out there, especially Luminescence, uh, recommendation of the highest order from <laughs> me. Um <laughs> Yeah, we're reaching the end of our interview. That was a really fun talk, guys. And uh, at the end of our our episodes, we like to ask our guests what they've been listening to lately in our little section that we call What's in Your Walkman? So do you guys have any recommendations for our listeners? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll let Jeremy go first. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I have been listening to a lot of death. <laughs> Me and Ethan were talking about death a couple nights ago, so I, I've been jamming all their, re-listening to all their stuff. What's your fav fav favorite album? Favorite album is Sound of Perseverance. I can get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be weird because uh, lately I've been listening to like straight up Pearl Jam a lot. Just because, uh, I don't know, my, my dad, I grew up, my dad's like a huge Pearl Jam fan. So I've been listening to their older albums like uh, Vitalogy and Verses and 10. But uh, that's not necessarily a recommendation. That just brings me back to the old days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I listened to Awake by Dream Theater last night. And today I listened to Pitfalls by Lepers. So I don't know. I'm all over the place, kind of. <laughs> yeah same <laughs> i went from pearl jam to to death <laughs> sweet, yeah <so. laughs> but well the, there's a reason we went to pearl jam but you'll find out soon. yeah <laughs> <laughs> ah i have also two entries for our what's in your walkman category today and uh, both are inspired by luminescence as there were some part certain parts that i were um like the, i got an yeah association in my mind with with another song or another sound another band that popped up there and it is the middle part of flight in the failing knot that sounds super super much like azure from the uk and these guys just put out a new single called mistress with a funny little the music video to it. And they're gearing up to release their second full-length album. Um, so there's going to be news about that very soon. And I sent the guys the track and they were like, what, that really sounds like us. So I think you guys have... <laughs> I'll have to jam that. You said Azure, A-Z-U-R-E? Yes. You, you got to check that out. And I think it is the passing... Um, so the penultimate track on Luminescence that reminded me very much of a Munich-based progressive death metal band uh, called 
amplified memory and their um on their last album they had one ballad of sorts uh, i mean they're they're melodic death metal with a lot of progressive elements going on but that that was the kind of ballad with a with a guest vocalist with a uh beautiful beautiful female voice and that song is called Ammon's Eclipse and it's got a very very similar vibe and it's ve I'm I'm pretty sure you guys haven't heard of those guys either um no <laughs> but it's it's always so funny to 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 find so like similar sounds from from people who have never heard of each yeah. other and uh, I, of yeah. each other's music That's um <laughs> all right guys um Thank you guys for take, taking the time and um, all the best with your musical endeavors what, in whichever direction they might go next. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. No, this was this was amazing. Super fun. I love yeah. talking about uh, music and so we appreciate it, man. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, it's just awesome that y'all are playing our stuff all the way across the world. So <laughs> yeah, Thank you. That's great. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys out there for listening as always. Be sure to check out our new social channels on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Procast Podcast. I've been your host, Dario, and as always, take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones, and listen to great music. The podcast is a Stuist Media podcast. It is produced by Randy M. Salo, Janine Stengel-Lewis, Blake Lewis, and Dario Albrecht. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant. New episodes of the podcast drop every Monday and Thursday. And don't miss our Friday Top 5 episode where we discuss our favorite new releases from that week. See you next time, Prague fam.